for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Tonight on the show, I am happy to welcome back the sexiest couple in horror. That would be Tony and Elise from the Gutted Horror Podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Hi. Hi. I love that title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to oh, be back. Good to it's good to have you guys back. I since the Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 episode, which I listened to recently, just as I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this again. Um, you know, it's just been like, oh, I got to get these guys back on just to talk about, you know, just to talk about horror because I love your podcast so much. So thank you. you. And likewise. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. You have have the best guests and and you guys just you. Yeah. Love, love listening to you. Thank you so much. Okay, I have got to know because we've talked about Club Dread and this became a movie that we decided that we were going to do on the show. So what's y'all's background with this? Um, okay, so I came into the Broken Lizard world, not through Super Troopers, like everyone else in the world. I came in through Beer Fest. Ah! Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I thought was their second movie. Um, I've mm-hmm. just recently found out that, well, I mean, I don't know if we're counting the like college movies, but, you know, if you look on IMDb or Wikipedia or whatever, then it's their third movie. I thought it was, I thought Super Troopers was their first movie. Um and uh so Beerfest still love it to this day. Um I love their style of comedy. Has a lot of issues especially 2023. Yeah. But <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, we just found it for 25 cents at a at a video store, so that was a great find. Yeah, and one well, Club Dread <laughs> um came out in 2004, so that was in our heyday of college. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it was the type of humor that um directly spoke to me. I don't know about Elise. I think I saw it separately from you because Club Dread was my first uh, initiation to Broken Lizard, Ooh. and so oh, that's even yeah, better. I was not into the Broken. I wasn't into Super Troopers. I think because it came out when I was in high school, and it seemed very, very bro humor. I'm like, a bunch of dudes being funny, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I was immediately anti. <laughs> See, I I think that it's more of like, um, yes, it is bro humor, but it's also very dad humor. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah bro dad humor which I guess bro humor does eventually evolve into dad I mean humor I guess as they evolved it became dad humor I saw Club Dread in in college and I I loved it and I loved Brittany Daniels in it and how she actually had more of a role than just the the hot aerobics instructor mm-hmm. uh and and yes there are still there's still that that bro dad humor but it's so funny <laughs> I love all of it oh god <laughs> I, I I saw this in the theater and I had seen Super Troopers in my 20s at one point. Someone cho- someone told me about it and I was like, what? Because it didn't sound necessarily like something I would watch. It was just like a bunch of dudes, you know, and I was like, eh, it doesn't really sound like my thing or whatever. Then I watched it and then all of a sudden I'm running around, you know, quoting it and <laughs> meow meowing oh yeah meowing everybody you know what i mean and it it was just like oh this is really genius i had no idea so when club dread came out i was like holy shit they're making a horror film 
a horror comedy and i i love that that's such a you know a very difficult thing to do yes you know, because it's the old it's the it's the reese's peanut butter cup conundrum right it's like you got your <laughs> chocolate and my peanut butter you got your peanut butter and my chocolate you know and you run that risk with a horror comedy it's like oh you know too hard to be comedy too comedy to be horror and one infringes upon the other but i truly believe with this movie that they nailed it even though this yeah. is kind of the stepchild the redheaded stepchild of the broken lizard you know oeuvre um <laughs> it, it it's honestly one of my favorites and broke it is broken lizard considers this to be their funniest movie oh wow yeah mm -hmm. I would agree with that. I, you know, I would, I would agree with that as well. Um, actually, no, I would, I would say Beer Fest is for me, it's personally their funniest he's, movie. He's and partial. I love Beer Fest. So <laughs> but this one would be my second favorite. That's <laughs> so great. Now, I, yeah, I do think that Club Dread does have a, a lovely balance of horror and comedy and still taking itself seriously, but not at the same time. And so mm -hmm. just, Rewatching it, I was like, wow, they really do such a masterful job of making it funny and tongue in cheek, but also making the characters genuine when they need to be. Uh, like in the scenes when they're dying, it's still funny, but Brittany Daniels does a great job of being actually terrified, mm -hmm. um, still delivering her her comedic lines. Yeah, she's she's great, and Jordan Ladd is really great, and I. Mm -hmm had seen Jordan Ladd previously in Hostel 2. So when she shows up in this and she's, you know, Penelope. Penelope. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. And I like the fact that Broken Lizard writes all their own scripts, like that they take turns equally writing their own scripts. And it shows, you know, um, yeah. that that sort of cohesion with the scripts sometimes that's not there you know sometimes you can kind of tell like one person did the heavy lifting but mm -hmm. they are very adamant about the fact that they do all equal writing which is really cool yeah we watched like a little youtube snippet um of all of them together and i love their group interviews too you can just see the dynamic they have they're college buddies. So that all goes along with this sort of like bro humor theme that we we're kind of talking about. <laughs> but um, they were talking about on this little snippet about how uh, they usually need about 35 drafts uh, of a film before it actually gets made. And their criteria for if something goes into the film is if it makes the other four laugh. So they're, oh, they're kind of like trying to um outwit each other yeah. and mm -hmm. i think that's what makes it funny because they're like well if i can make the other four guys yeah. laugh then it's got to be funny they're like their own focus group their own built-in focus group <laughs> yeah i love that that's great elise yeah that's that's fantastic <laughs> it's like you can make each other laugh it's like oh yeah. it's in you know mm -hmm. um i i really love the horror in this um i was surprised to learn that like the special effects weren't done by a bigger group like i totally could have sworn up and down this was k and b <laughs> you know i was like oh yeah. it's got to be you know it's, it's got to be k and b or a savini you know protege or yeah Oteen or something like that and it was just like no it was this local group and i was very surprised at that i was like oh that's cool you know 
Yeah, a lot of stomach slashing. Yeah. And yeah. actually, we, I would like to hear your thoughts on the um, the pear getting slashed. The pear slashing? I don't oh, know if the you pear remember, slashing. But it's like, the pear pairing. Yes. The guy's wearing a pear suit, and, he's, and he has the, well, you did the spoiler warning already, right? Yeah. Nobody cares about the pear yeah. anyways. Yeah. There's a guy in the pear suit, and they're doing the the um, real life Pac Man game, and he get he gets slashed by the killer. But it's his stomach would be so far out that it doesn't make any sort of practical sense. We love right. that like it's like the it's as if the costume is paper thin. Yes, it's as if the costume is his real body. <laughs> It's exactly what it looks like too when he slashes open his stomach and his I mean it is like you can see his entrails That's, you know yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> One I of my favorite that. moments cuz it's like wait that doesn't make sense. Oh well, I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah, there are a lot of things like that that That's why I love it. I think is because it is so absurdist in a lot of yeah. ways. You've got this, you know, you've you've got this like amazing parody of a Jimmy Buffett type character with <laughs> yeah. bill paxton and he's so good i mean dude it's uh, you know running around like my boyfriend and i always do this we're like fuck that guy son of a son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's a great quote yeah I, great. I think this is like one of my top two favorite bill paxton roles next to his little performance in true lies mm. <laughs> love him oh. in true lies uh if anyone out there has seen that it's that's great. right um, yeah but uh yeah this one is up there for me it's one of bill paxton's he's just yeah <laughs> just totally unhinged by the end it's yeah it's pretty good mm-hmm. um oh club dread we didn't mention this uh earlier but club dread is on our top 10 desert island slasher oh, yeah. flicks so from one oh, of our previous episodes yeah um and it makes sense because it's a slasher flick on an island um, on an island yes okay yeah. <laughs> so plot for anybody who has never seen this movie you know and you're listening to this podcast but uh here we go a serial killer interrupts the fun at a swanky hedonistic island paradise for swingers now I was yesterday years old watching this movie before I realized that this was in fact a swingers club. I oh. just thought it was like this is a place where people go to yeah, you know, club en- med. Enjoy your Jimmy Buffett experience. <laughs> and when you were reading that synopsis, I was like, huh, it was a swingers club? <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Interesting. Which is funny because Florida has a huge not to kink shame anybody. We're not doing that, but has a huge swingers community. And I can guarantee you that the level of attractiveness that we found in, you know, Coconut Pete's, uh, you know, little mini paradise is is uh, is not found in the Florida Mm. swingers community. Just just fall short, just barely. I mean, it's like those there's certain people you're like, no, I don't want to. Um, so, so they're more like the, the pear guy okay. yeah yeah i know it's weird though right because if you're looking at the staff it's like you've got carlos who's a pretty attractive dude uh-huh. you've got dave who's just crazy um you've got rollo and the two women who he go out to the the jungle mm-hmm. with um and you know you've got all the and, and britney daniel obviously 
But then it's like, then you get Cliff, which is Pear, and you're like, wait, what? And we, I don't remember him being introduced prior to the Pear no. scene. Now, do you? Nope. No. They, he just they, shows yeah. up in a Pear costume. They threw a few oh. extras in there. Yeah. There, there's that employee to be Killer Potter. <laughs> right? I was like, mm -hmm. are you like the handyman? <laughs> that's true they would Hired need a groundskeeper just to be the pair and the groundskeeper yeah the, the pair and the groundskeeper mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um did you guys know that the whole story behind machete phil and the necrophilia story basically um was based off of the plot of terror train i had just learned that like an hour ago mm. <laughs> and i was okay. like oh yeah i guess that could be there did seem to be a lot of other little nods throughout club dread oh yeah like the way spoiler the way um sam sits up at the end is very michael myers oh michael myers yeah when he sits up and he turns his head yeah and yes absolutely yeah and of course there's all the, the jason imagery but um there are a lot of little um other nods to horror films throughout the movie a lot of yeah. machetes yeah a lot of machetes so it's yeah. like it's uh hard to not compare this movie uh mm -hmm. to like say hostile where it's mm -hmm. like hostile's trying to take itself seriously in some ways and this movie is yeah. just a total the joke complete opposite. and it works better and for longevity purposes as well when it doesn't take itself seriously and it is a joke and it knows it's a joke when you watch, go back and watch some of the like Eli Roth films, and you're just like, oh my god, like, yeah, is that what we were like back then in yeah. the aughts? Cabin fever is cringe. Yeah, yeah, it's Ooh. so bad. Mm. Oh, there are moments in that where I'm just like, oh wow, we talked like that, or people yeah. talked like that, or it was just yikes. And, and this movie has those moments. Those moments are still there in the movie, but um the fact that it's a comedy i'm willing to let them go a little bit more yeah. there there are a few movies from the early aughts i'm like okay it's almost a product of its time we are past that thankfully and um that's in there mm -hmm. but there are other elements that are still still good uh and yeah early aughts and <laughs> i think i'm just like i'm really latching on to like the styles of the early aughts now and i'm thinking of like all the man bangs that we got to see oh yeah or or uh Josh Hartnett's horrible Love. haircut in Love. Halloween H2O. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will defend that haircut till uh, I die. Yeah. <laughs> Elise is a huge Josh Hartnett fan. That was another one of my crushes in high school with Steve Buscemi and Josh Hartnett, but mostly that haircut. Loved it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Elise, you're literally the first person I've ever heard say that. So okay. she also loves Gail Weathers' uh, haircut love, in Scream Three. Love Scream Three. Bangs. Love Gail Weathers. Tiny bangs. Tiny bangs. Tiny. Bangs. That so was yeah, Elise is bold. not afraid to have some bold fashion choices. Love the bold hair choices. Yeah, it, indeed. Oh my god. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of the bold fashion choices, um, this movie is really cool because one of the things it does is it kind of takes the whole Super Troopers um you know cast and then it puts them in these different positions right because you're so used to seeing kevin heffernan as farva right yeah, you know exactly. who's sort of this like patently unattractive guy and then you see him in this and he's just like got the you know sort of sort of like two-toned hair and <laughs> you know and he's 
he's a he's he's into the body work you know yeah. and they they basically make him a love interest for britney daniel mm-hmm. you know it's almost as if he was like look i showed my dong in the last one <laughs> i want to be an attractive heart throbby guy in this one you have to let me have this yeah like, All right. i can see them especially like you know if you go chronologically from super troopers to just totally throw everyone's expectations of his uh the way that that actor acts you know give him some some range to contrast it and then it actually makes it funny when you even when you just first see him on the boat coming to the island mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're just you're just laughing like right off the bat he's got the long hair and the hair and then the more you hear about his backstory it's like he's this the zen master masseuse um who studies all of the sort of like he um, knows all the pressure points yeah or... yes, <laughs> yes. sleeping sleeping panda he's yeah. a swordsman yeah yeah, yeah. right <laughs> Right. Did some did some time in the did some time in the forum. Yeah. I wonder how how much Dianetics. <laughs> I wonder how much he had uh input in writing his character. He's like, okay, and I'm gonna get to do this and this. And this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's 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 a pretty it is it's a pretty sweet character. But then like in stark contrast, you've got Eric Stolansky who is playing Sam, you know, the fun police. And in <laughs> super troopers you know he he's a rabbit and he's so like nice you know just midwesty kind of dude you know and then you have him in this and he he's kind of goofy but then he like turns and once he turns and he does that sort of like evil sinister thing he's just like wow yeah he's got the (laughs) maniacal eyeball Mm -hmm. and the the crazy teeth and the mud oh, bath. In the mud bath, right? It's like his teeth are just electric. Yeah. <laughs> He's covered in mud and you can see his teeth from like miles yeah. away. Yeah. You Great know, teeth. He was doing the, the yeah. crest white strips at that time. They were really popular. So. Had to be, right? True. Yeah. Everyone was doing the crest white strips. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And um, and then you have uh Jay Shandersakar as um as putman you know and he's got the he's got the dreads and he's playing that role really well with the accent and everything and he's just he's actually he's an excellent actor you know he can kind of play all these different roles so it's fun to see him do that especially um i don't know if you guys knew this but like in super troopers he lost like 30 or 40 pounds to play that role oh wow yeah yeah (laughs) um putman i would say is probably one of my favorite characters in all of broken lizard <laughs> such a great <laughs> character it is, yeah. it's like it's just one of the most ridiculously placed you can place that character into any movie and it's like the standout most ridiculous character yeah the, the tennis pro who unrequited love for the aerobics instructor oh yeah. it's my favorite it's like it's like where's the key it's like he's like i don't have it you've ma- manacled me to my death you piccadilly whore <laughs> so awesome oh and then yeah. battling the killer with the tennis with racket and balls. The tennis balls quick oh my god i it's knew great. it was you the whole time yeah <laughs> and then uh rounding out our cast we have paul soder as dave that's actually he is actually my favorite character um, <laughs> Dave DJ slash drugs 
Um, yes. because he, yeah. he just is so over the top in this and he's so just like goofy, slimy, broy, all of those things, which is <laughs> which is like I said, contrast to Super Troopers, where he's such a sweet love interest guy, you know. Uh and so in this it's just like He's just terrible, you know. I love his little isms, his like little mannerisms that he has throughout the movie. Like when mm-hmm. they find him behind a door and he has his headphones on and he's just, and he's just raving out with his flashlight. With his flashlight, and he goes, There's something <laughs> wrong with the lights. He's like, <laughs> he's he's got the free-flowing body, but the twitchy yeah. eyes. So yeah. 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 He yeah, nailed yeah. that drugged out character. Yeah, he's really so, cross-rated at all. So, <laughs> so much drugs. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, they didn't know. I have the only other generator on the island. Yeah. <laughs> Doing his little dance moves. <laughs> or when uh, or when they have to play the song because they're trying to decipher the Toki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naughty Cow. Naughty Cow. Yes. They're trying to decipher the lyrics to Naughty Cow. And he's like, what if I play it backwards? <laughs> he's like, and then what's great is Putman is really trying in that scene. Like he's like, he's like, Peter, does the song is it does it mean anything? Is it, you know, is there is there meaning to the song? And he's just like, No, it's a sea shanty. It's yeah. about you guys are go to a whorehouse in search of atlantis or some shit i don't know you know that whole scene is great because you get all of your key characters together and they're just bouncing off each mm-hmm. other <laughs> mm. and needn't we forget steve lemmy as oh, juan castillo yeah i will say when i first saw the movie he was my favorite character uh i just found him so endearing as oh. juan castillo juan. <laughs> Juan Castillo. Yes. Yeah. And And also another, so like, you know, you could really take his character as being offensive, but because it, I don't know, even I'm like watching it, I'm like, yeah, it is. But also, it's I love it. I love that performance. He he commits to it and plays it so genuinely that I I know it it could, it it borders on offensive. But when I first saw it, I just, I loved him as Juan Castillo. I think as I've gotten older now, I really appreciate Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his little nuances throughout the movie, like when he divulges why he's doing what he's doing, he's like, because they said they didn't have grass and he did have grass. <laughs> that was uncool. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, wait, no, that's not it. That wasn't it. No, it was really uncool, but <laughs> it was because Pete was going to sign the, was, was, was going to sign the club over to that. But one Castillo, t- t- yeah. um, I would kind of contrast his character to uh al pacino's scarface oh. in terms of like just oh. really bad accents accents and, and... <laughs> man <laughs> oh mm. man mm. the because it's another thing where it's like al pacino was was trying to do this cuban accent and Juan Castillo, Steve, Steve Lemmy is uh you know also like not really taking it that serious but it's pretty good but also it's like still He's, sort of yeah, offensive yeah. <laughs> So it's like they always actually this is the brilliance of Broken Lizard is they always have you teetering on the edge of cringe, offensive, but funny enough to where you're like, all right, I'll let it go. Yeah. Yeah. All of their movies pretty much. It's true. No, it's it's absolutely true because they do it in Slam and Salmon also, which is a which is one of those like sort of little scene um 
broken lizard movies that not a lot of people talk about but it's actually it's actually very good and it's on i think it's on tubi because everything is um <laughs> but but that's good too but yeah they all switch like you said they're switching switching characters and that and and then the that's one guys the yeah they're, they're, they're <laughs> and they're the greatest i mean they're they know they know how to make the audience laugh and also very intelligent dialogue you know which is not an easy thing to come by in a lot of comedies sometimes right and i yeah i will say we have watched a few horror comedies in the recent past and they rely a lot on the the overacting which Mm -hmm. i think that is harder to to stomach <laughs> uh, in that subgenre of horror, it's, it's the the continuous overacting and thinking that that's going to pull the laugh rather than the dialogue. Exactly, it's like that's the thing is it's that reliance on camp, you know, that makes it like uh, like I love Hen and Lauder and I love Frankenhooker, but part of what Frankenhooker why Frankenhooker is funny is the gore element of it makes it funny. Like it's yeah. like, Oh, it's so absurdist or it's so ridiculous. Or he's holding someone's boobs in his hands and they're yeah. disembodied, you know, <laughs> like, LOL. but whereas I feel like with club dread that the comedy just sort of stands on its own. Like the comedy scenes totally stand on their own. Like the scene where, you know, that poor 20 something girl is like play Margaritaville. You know, <laughs> that's the that I love that scene so much. <laughs> He's like, you mean Pina Colada Berg? <laughs> oh, Margaritaville! I love that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like Pina Colada Berg, the song I wrote seven years before that guy came along. <laughs> and then the Grays is like his man, his his uh, you know, Hank basically comes near him and is like all right let's get out of here (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just coconut pete is so great because he's the face of the swingers club and he has to like play it cool play he's like the the cool drunken stoner sailor guy who sings the songs and everybody loves him but you can tell there's like underneath that facade he is just like really petty and uh Mm. he like he's just he's just like ready to snap at any moment (laughs) and he probably hates all the guests and he's like clearly doing that for money and you know but i also love that he's very committed to this island because he's like back in the kitchen chopping things at one point for coconut pete's paella he's (laughs) (laughs) hands-on do you know what the secret ingredient in the coconut pete's paella is (laughs) coconut pete's paella (laughs) Those two ports. Like, he lobs something. Costa Rican man. Like <laughs> coconut. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> Think any money has to deal with this shit? <laughs> Amazing moment. And Bill yeah. Paxton is genius in that yeah. role. Oh my God. Yeah, he's really, really good. And what's really cool is that if you go on Spotify, you can download that whole Coconut Pete album and listen to it. And it's just bananas. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I heard that you were you were really getting I did. deep. I did. I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this today to try to it was trying to like get myself in like a good mode or whatever. And then I came home and was like, Do you wanna watch 
club dread and chris is like yes you know he loves it so we we hadn't revisited it before this show so i was like all right let's watch it and i watched it again and i was just like yeah this is still awesome this still holds up after all this time like mm-hmm. it's still funny still got its scary moments still you know the the gore is is plentiful you know yep. um and it's really bizarre too. Yeah. Uh, the, the gore stuff is bizarre. Like yeah. when they kill when they kill Hank and you, and then they like rearrange their body parts in the sand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Carving into people's chests. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff going on there. The the spinning head, the DJ's <gasps> head spinning on the turntable. Yeah. That was fantastic. I love yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the movie is Dave's whole monologue that he does before he disappears, <gasps> yeah. where he's like, you know, you knew him as Coconut Pete and island songwriter. He's like, but to Uncle me, he's Uncle Petey. Like, <laughs> did you know that he was afraid of dogs? And that his favorite spice was rosemary. <laughs> and then he was uncircumcised and smelled of oranges. And then he sniffs like the he he's yeah. he, he like sniffs sniffs the, the air. General air. <laughs> he's like he was gonna form a super group with Eddie Money and Billy Squire. Don Henley was gonna play drums. It was gonna be tight. <laughs> so great and then so good so he good. just you know runs off into the jungle i love yeah. when he runs off like torch held high yeah oh in the backwards too yeah that scene um you know where he's talking about uncle Petey. it seems like one of those scenes where they kind of just let the actor riff a bunch of lines and then they just keep whatever is the funniest you know like those those improv they do that a lot uh these days in comedy and sometimes it's just like what they're saying the most random stuff yeah yeah and this was rant it, yeah it was a. Uh, it se- seemed like one of those scenes where it's like let's just let him riff and let's see what he comes up with <laughs> absolutely yeah so i mean that's one of the yeah that is absolutely one of those scenes and they said that they put the line that he's uncircumcised and smells of oranges in the script as sort of a like to see if the people were actually reading the screenplay <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i love i'm like that's so brilliant <laughs> you know that's such genius and then you see a little bit of when kevin heffernan finally loses his shit you know when um lars thank you when lars loses his shit in front of <laughs> in front of the fun police and he's like listen fun pig <laughs> fun arrest me you get a fun fucking warrant until then stand on my fun fucking face <laughs> which is great because that's like the moment you see farva yeah, like, yeah yeah that's that moment where you're like oh there it is yep. <laughs> there it is yeah that's that brilliant broken brilliant broken lizard writing style as well it's just like something that's so cheesy but pulled off so well yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely now question are you guys jimmy buffett fans like do you know all about the whole parrot head you know mystique you know can't say that we do we've been to a margaritaville restaurant oh yes we have that here Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it was in niagara one of the niagara falls canadian side tourist areas and that was it 
You know, when I think of Margaritaville, I I think I'm really thinking of Coconut Pete. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, I can't say that I'm a Jimmy Buffett fan, unfortunately. No. You're really um, thinking of Pina Colada Berg. Yeah, yeah ex exactly. That, that is our Margaritaville. Uh, I will say, like, listening to the songs this last time, they reminded me more so of Elmo and Patsy, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh! Yes. Okay. Like, oh, Bill Paxton kind of has like a Elmo and Patsy. That's vibe funny. Wow. Okay. That's great. Yeah. It's I think it's really genius that the way that they pulled that off. And the fact that Jimmy Buffett was actually such a good sport about it. And that Jimmy Buffett was like, I really love this because they screened it for him. And he asked permission to use some of the Coconut Pete songs on tour. I oh wow that. yeah that's 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 right there that's that's yeah. a you know that's a that's a class act mm -hmm. i love that that's great because you could be a total douchebag about it and oh yeah, my god <laughs> but but uh he was like oh no it's great it's hilarious and that's that's awesome um i i know that a lot of the critique with this movie was because I think people really wanted Super Troopers 2. Yeah. You know, and they wanted to see those characters exactly as they remembered those characters. They didn't want, like, anyone to branch out. Oh, and they were so popular at that time after doing Super Troopers that they literally could have just launched into Super Troopers 2. Mm -hmm. but they decided they were like we want to do something different and i remember the article that was written about it in fangoria magazine where they were asking them to kind of like can you kind of sum up the sensibilities of this one and whatever and they were like it's actually more like return of the living dead oh. where there were moments of horror and moments of comedy and then mm -hmm. it was real dialogue heavy which as return of the living dead is and I thought, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I can I can totally respect that. And the fact that they were able to pull off horror comedy in a non campy, goofy, annoying, doesn't age well over time sort of way is <laughs> awesome to me. Yeah. It's like it's, it's there's a there's a timelessness about it that just it's awesome. Like I could I can watch this. I, I saw it in the theater when I was in my 20s. And I still love it in my 40s. So, yeah, so something. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Agreed. 100 <laughs> percent. I mean, I admittedly, I have never seen Super Troopers all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces here and there. And so maybe that's part of why I see Club Dread as like a standalone and mm. not so much a, a branch off of um, or a, a not so branch off of Super Troopers. Because uh, for me, it's like Club Dread. That's the one. And then maybe Beer Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. For me, yeah, Beer Fest. I came to Club or I came to Super Troopers later. Um, yeah, Club Dread for sure. I have seen Slam and Salmon, but I don't remember it fully. And I've also um, I saw Super Troopers 2 in the theaters. And so now that we have Super Troopers 2, I would take Club Dread over Super Troopers 2. So I hear. Yes, I've yeah. never seen Super Troopers 2. We have it. We have it on the Plex. I haven't seen it. And because I'm always I get so I get really scared when people release new stuff. You know, yeah. I'm always like, oh, bro, are y'all going to look like permanently surprised because you had too much Botox over the past? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rewatching it. 
you do pick up on a lot of stuff and mannerisms. So like we were rewatching and I noticed that um, the only person wearing pants and boots was, <laughs> was the Sam. fun, yeah, was the fun police. Until character. Putman, he puts on pants apparently, apparently at the end, but everyone else is wearing shorts and yeah. maybe tennis shoes at the most. You're right. Because Sam is the only one who's basically, who basically has a Jason gear on. Yeah. He's wearing like the, the khaki pants <laughs> and the brown shoes. Like he's total Friday the 13th part three for, you know. Yeah. But I've totally overlooked that the first five or so times. And just all the little throwaway jokes and throwaway lines and stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funnier when you watch it multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. I love so MC Ganey has such a great role as Hank um, because he's he's so like over the top and, you know, got like a little yeah. bit of like a Nick Nolte thing going on. Yeah, you know? He's the Quint from Jaws. He's yeah. Quint from Jaws. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but he has such great lines in it, too. And some of his lines are like you have to like listen for them, you know, yeah. <laughs> subtly funny. Um yeah, it's just it's great. And I thought Brittany Daniels did a great job as a scream queen. She was mm -hmm. awesome. So uh, so Penelope got her name because um, they were at they so the super the super troopers, the broken lizard crew was off seeing Carlito's way and they're watching Carlito's way and the cast the cast comes up and it says like Penelope Ann Miller and the guy in back of them in the theater is like Penelope. What kind of a name is Penelope? What kind of name is that? <laughs> like, oh, that's genius. We have to use it. I love that. Until this day, whenever I see Penelope, I, I pronounce it Penelope. Penelope. Just <laughs> I have to. Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes we will just run around the house going, oh, it's not for you, Penelope. <laughs> it's a magical place. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Are you guys looking forward to any movies coming out this year or any uh, DVD releases or anything like that that's coming out that's piqued your interest? Yes. Um, so definitely looking forward to Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm scared for it because it is in that category of, you Tall know, order to horror, horror remake, yeah. but I'm mm -hmm. still... Like I keep hearing good things and then I'll watch the trailer. I'm like, but they do all these weird cliches that I, that I, that bother me so much. Yeah. Um, but then I'll hear a good thing and I'm like, all right, I have hope for it. So, but anyways, still excited for it. Um, that's coming out soon at the soon, time of yeah. recording this. So maybe it'll be out. Is it the summer? Uh, it, on the it's April 21st. April, yeah. So, oh yeah, totally. It'll already be, by the way, guys, this will not be dropping until, I don't know, the summer. So it yeah. already <laughs> happened. Evil this Dead already Rise, happened. already out. <laughs> Evil out. Dead Rise. Yeah. Such a great movie. Yeah. I do really appreciate, um, all of the, uh, sort of like behind the scenes and knowledge and connections that your podcast makes with these movies from, you know, especially a lot of the. Um, I feel like your yeah your wheelhouse is the '80s movies. It and, is um, like obscure ones, and a lot of those I'm just like I haven't heard of that one uh, for one. But also like 
the actors i know all the faces of the actors from these movies and i just can't place like where i saw them from and your podcast does a really good job of connecting those dots yeah, for making me that web so thank you mm -hmm. oh thank really you guys it. that's so yeah. sweet yeah, yeah i always i it's a lot of i do a lot of research into into each episode like i try to i try to do a lot of research into each episode and and try to get like a good behind the scenes background and a lot of background with the cast members because a lot of you know a lot of these people have done a lot of genre films and it's yeah. it's good to like connect it especially with my with my with my co-host Hillary because I'll say a name and she'll go what and I'll be like <laughs> he was the guy in the you know let oh, me tell you yeah <laughs> yeah that guy in that one movie who had the that small role and right. yeah yeah. Right. Like we were sitting there going, I'm like, okay, so you know who Tom, you know who Bob DeSimone is? And she's like, no. And I said, Friday the 13th, snorting coke, front seat of the car. And it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yes, that guy. Okay, so his brother directed Reform School Girls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. the connection. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of that on the show. Yeah, yeah no, and, you yeah, and Hillary and, yeah. are awesome. I love you and Hillary and um, your your banter. And especially, I just listened to your episode on pieces. It was amazing. <laughs> it's really funny because during that episode, like, it's funny because during that episode, she and I are, are talking about the content of this film. And there are moments where we're looking at each other going, are we really allowed to endorse this movie <laughs> in this climate? Because... Ah, you know, and then we're like, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, it's a pro like I said, it's a yeah. product of its time. It's also a foreign production. It was also produced by a porn director. It, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're like, yeah, okay, I guess it's kind of. Yeah. Good. You know, and you did a good job of not saying everyone should go see this, but nope. this is what's in it. <laughs> we were pretty much like, look, do you, you like nudity? You like gore? Yeah, you like you like questionable morals. Yeah, like this your homophobia. Yeah, yeah, and homophobia. I know, I know. We're, yeah. It's funny because like we're talking about this, and there's moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, got the trifecta there. Super racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think as uh, genre film fans, or you know, just horror fans, or all that you you there, know what there is a yeah there is a level of that watching movies from the past even yeah. some current movies where um i don't know sometimes you're, you're questioning your own like it like is this okay <laughs> if it's in the past then you kind of see it within like the in a time capsule and mm -hmm. you just like okay that's how that's how it was back then and that gives and me sort of a, yeah that gives Maybe. me a baseline to yeah. know like what's what's uh maybe what's good and what's bad i don't know <laughs> these yeah. movies are not teaching us morality people nah. no. they, are, they are not they're purely for entertainment <laughs> no i mean and I, I think we try to and we try to talk about that on episodes like we have an episode coming up for a movie called lisa they came out in the late 80s, early 90s, which was about a girl, a teenage girl who uh, inadvertently gets the phone number of a guy. And she's basically like calling him because she has sort of like a fantasy about, you know, the just the whole like older gentleman thing or whatever. And it turns out he's a serial killer and he's actually stalking women in the area. And this movie is a PG-13 film, oh. right? 
And it's like, we're talking about this. And I'm like, this is a little sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> For a PG-13 movie with a teenage girl. And also, Hillary is a stepmom. So she is raising teenagers. And so she's like, yeah. She goes, when I saw this movie as a teenager, I was like, man, those parents just don't get it. Like, that mom is way too strict. And she's like, and now, as a mom, I want to slap that teenager across her face. <laughs> and I was like, right? I go, now I watch it, and I'm like, man, that mom. Whew, that's right. So we're releasing it, like, the day after Mother's Day. Oh, oh lovely. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> we're, like, we're like, all you single moms out there, we're sorry. <laughs> this is for you. This oh, and by you. the way, Potato came to visit. You might oh, have meowing. Potato. She's, oh, she's very, potato. she's very vocal. Yeah, so God sweet. Apologize for yeah. that. Murphy's on a special diet. <laughs> is he? Yep, yep. We, uh, I kind of, you know, I was kind of lifting him, and I was like, oh, hmm. like, oh, hefty. You're getting a little uh, winter weight. Getting a little heavy, you know. And then I kind of <laughs> thought, but I told everybody, I was like, it's just fur. Yeah. It's just fur. You know, he's a Bichon. It's just fur. <laughs> yeah. Winter then, coat. Right. The and then my boyfriend's like, I don't think it is. Like, <laughs> I I think he's getting fat, honey. And I was like, well, you know, what was he last time? He was like 15 pounds or something like that. So she, he's like, well, hold on. So he gets on the scale with him and he comes back. He goes, he's an even 21. Ooh. Oh, and uh, so I got him to the, you the know, winter so weight. Took He's... him to the took him to the vet, and yeah, doctor totally fat shamed him. Totally oh. fat shamed him. Was like was like see see how his see it's supposed to have this little crease here where there's a slope where his stomach comes, but your dog is just a straight line. <laughs> All right, where can the great people of the internet find you guys? Ooh, at Gutted Horror Podcast on uh, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube? we do highly recommend watching a, the YouTube version if you can. I know it's hard to sit down and watch a hour and a half we, long we put YouTube clips video. In. We put little clips in. Yeah. Yeah. I, we think it's fun. I mean, we do the video podcasting because we want it to be seen. But if you're not able to do that, uh, we're also just wherever you get your audio podcasts. Yeah. Like we use Spotify mainly, mainly, but Apple Podcasts, any of that. Yeah. Gutted Horror Podcast all the way around. We try to sign up for like a Twitter account, but we're <laughs> like, we're not doing this. Yeah. One it's day. pretty. It's it's. It's not, I, I really don't think that it's needed as a podcaster. I think okay. if you have an Instagram or even a Facebook page, like that's fine. I, yeah. I mean, Twitter is just a cesspool anyway. Okay, um, good. I've never been on that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, our <laughs> yeah. main social media presence is on Instagram, Gutted Horror Podcast. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to listen to the content, YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. any of that stuff. And all that stuff. Yeah. Perfect. All right. And as usual, you can find me on Manic Movie Monday podcast uh, on Instagram. We have a Facebook. All right. Stay manic and stay tuned, my lovelies.